0: This is Unfuck Nation. Now, here's your host, Gary John Bishop. All right, all right, all right, welcome. To this week's episode of Unfuck Nation, I am your host, Gary John Bishop. Welcome to the show. I got a brilliant show for you this week, if I do say so myself, and of course I do. This is a subject that I often get, you know, little emails and direct messages about. And of course, by the way, if this is the first time you're ever listening to Unfuck Nation, Unfuck Nation, by the way, is a very unique show in my view, okay? We don't do interviews on Unfuck Nation. I get people sending me emails from publishers and promoters and publicity people. I get them all the time from people that want to be on the show, and I always politely decline because this isn't a show where I interview people about their inspirational stories or their Motivational ideas, or, you know, that sort of stuff. To me, that's a pretty common format that you see throughout the podcast world. I've really been out here to do something a little different. And so, what we do on Unfuck Nation is I share with you some of my philosophy, some of my views on what it is to be a human being, what it is to eke your way through this existence to some kind of modicum of success and then that's for the first part of the show and then the second part of the show i include questions from the nation and i look to answer those questions in such a way that it impacts the quality of people's lives so this first part of the show i wanted to get into this thing about you know cuz I, I hear it a lot from people about cutting people out their lives ending friendships ending family connections and relationships. And it's something that it's very easy to do. It's actually a lot easier to do than you think. And nowhere near as challenging as what it takes to actually have some of those relationships turn out in a way that's just a lot more powerful than cutting, okay? If you haven't got this to this point, I'm not a fan of cutting. Okay. I'm not a fan of cutting people out of your life. I think it's an unnecessary act. I don't think it's something you have to do. I think there's a way to do it or to live your life very powerfully and without turning yourself into the sort of person who, like I said, cuts now it doesn't cut physically. It's like the ending of some connection or some emotional attachment. Now, Some of you might already have done that. And so you're already fucking pissed off before I even open my mouth here. So wind it in a bit, right? And listen, because I'm going to teach you something about being a human being. All right. And by the way, if you're already hooked or triggered that I said you don't have to cut, that's how well your cut has worked. So if you're already, yeah, button your way out of this, That's how okay you are with it. The reality is when people say they're okay with cutting people out of their lives, I tend to find all it takes is a little poke here and a little poke there, and they're a lot less okay than they've fooled themselves to think they are. And I know often in these situations people say, well, what about violence and abuse? They always pull out like the worst case scenario, right? What if I was, you know? had my head dunked under the water for 10 years of my life or something, right? When it comes to your safety, when it comes to your physical safety, that is that your life might end should you remain in contact with another or you might incur some grievous bodily harm, then you do what you need to do to be safe. Okay, your physical safety okay your physical safety what about my emotional safety Gary fucking hold it just listen okay I need you to listen so I am just like you I've definitely spent periods of my life where I'm like you know what fuck them I never want to talk to them again I never want to see them again I'm done okay and you know off I've gone in my merry way it wasn't until I got into my 40s late thirties, early forties, that I started to see that when I cut people out my life, the relationship never ended. What I was left with was something incomplete. I was left with residue, which wasn't always on my mind, but it came up in my thoughts from time to time, like an irritation. And, And then how I would resolve it for myself would be like, yeah, well, fuck them. You know, they shouldn't, and blah, 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 blah. Well, that'll teach them. I don't need them. And, you know, I'm having these thoughts years and years and years after the fucking events. That's how okay I was with it. And I had a few of them, you know. I mean, I didn't have the mountain or something, but, you know, a handful of those relationships, and I'm just like, never again, okay? Until I learned, I learned how to complete things. And it took something for me to learn how to do that. And it took a lot of soul searching and it took a lot of introspection through the lens of responsibility. Now, again, if you're a listener to this show, you already know when I say responsibility, it's got fucking nothing to do with who's to blame. Nobody cares who's to fucking blame. No one cares. So you shouldn't either. The fact of the matter is who's to blame is an irrelevance when it comes to piecing a new life together. Who's to blame for the past is a silly, self-indulgent little side issue that solves nothing. Oh, that was a mouthful. But I'm glad I fucking said it that way. Anyway, so how do I deal with these situations, right? Where Maybe someone's behaved in a way that conflicts with my values or who I am or somebody I feel as if just bears me no goodwill, right? Like maybe even, you know, wishes, you know, bad things upon me or whatever. Someone who I feel as if is playing a role in my life that's not consistent with how I want my life to go. There are certain pieces to this that i want you to get okay the first thing you have to confront the first thing you have to deal with with this sort of stuff is the degree to which you're not okay with who that person is now right now if you've got that person in mind and you're irritated by the very thought of that person that's the degree to which you're not okay with who that person is You're not okay with them being that way. Now, again, they might have behaviors that are completely unworkable. They might have irrational anger, possessiveness, controlling, like that sort of stuff. They might exhibit those behaviors. By the way, you should know that's not who they are. Those are ways of being and ways of acting that they are unwilling to be responsible for and so they let themselves be run by it i'll say that again if there's somebody in your life who exemplifies or displays or exhibits anger or ways of being and acting of being controlling or being jealous right or possessive those are thoughts emotional states and actions that that person has never owned about themselves. Fueled by, invariably, one fear or another. Those are not character traits. Say that part again. Those are not character traits. People don't have control issues or anger issues People have ways, repetitive ways of being and acting that they're stuck with. That for them, they can't see they're stuck with that. All they can see are the situations and circumstances where those ways of being and acting get triggered. So they focus on the circumstance, not the way that they're stuck with. Why is that important for you to understand? Because... That's when you start to see somebody's humanity and not just some fucking cartoon character that you've made up that fits your story. So that's the first part. You have to see that human beings are all dealing with something, mostly driven by some kind of fear or another. And believe it or not, when you peel back most people's bullshit, you can actually identify the fear, right? The thing they're fearful of. Most people say, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm stuck by fear without really digging into what, fearful of what though? What are you fearful of? People who might display those ways of being and acting called control, they're fearful of chaos, of their reality getting messed with, that somehow they won't be able to handle that reality. So they tend to overreach and try and, regardless of how fruitless it might be, they try to control situations to go in a certain direction. The more you try and control something, of course, the more tight it gets, the more likely it is to spin out of the way you'd like it to control So you first have to get people's humanity. That's the first part. And when you can see somebody's humanity through a very particular lens, a lot of people have called me, you know, like a hard ass and you know, I'm tough on people and tough love and all that stuff. So I tend to attract people who have that kind of ambivalence towards others. I need you to understand as a listener that is I am not ambivalent to people. Like I am. I, I love people and I really appreciate what the fuck people are going through. My commitment is never to diminish what you're going through, but to present it to you in such a way that you can diminish it. So I'm not out here to minimize your struggle. I'm out here to empower you in such a way that you can do that, that you can put it in some kind of perspective for yourself, that you can create a life worth living. I'm I say worth living. All life is worth living, but we don't always have the experience of that. We don't always have the experience that our life is a worthwhile endeavor. Like I'm not really up to anything that makes being alive, such a fulfilling and empowering thing for me. So all life is worth living. I should be clear about that. But anyway, when you start to see somebody else's humanity, when you start to see other human beings and get a little glimpse of what might be going on in the background, then whatever way they're behaving looks a little different. Now, it might still be totally unworkable for you in your life. Like, I can't live with that shit. Like, I can't. And you might get yourself to that point, right? So some of you, I know, are dealing with family members who you feel as if they say or behave in ways that are inconsistent with the way you want to live your life. Well, that's exactly what you would say to those family members. You'd say, I get that's where you're at, and I appreciate that's where you're at, but I'm not there. I'm in a different spot. and." What I will say, and this is part of the conversation you would say to those people, I'm going to continue to be myself. I fully encourage you to be yourself. Like I'm not asking you to change anything about yourself. What I will say is I'm just going to continue living my life the way that I see fit and acting in ways that I see are appropriate to the way that I want my life to turn out, which might include spending more time with you, less time with you, it's all irrelevant. I don't wish you any ill will. You have every right to live your life the way you see it, with your views and your opinions and how you feel about things, as do I. And sometimes those two things just don't come together. Now, what's different there about cutting someone out your life? Well, the difference there is there's no cutting. You're just saying, this is how I'm going to live my life. I'm not asking you to change yours. I'm unwilling to struggle with that you got to live your life the way you see fit. And the moment you do that, there's like a real freedom. There's a real freedom for you to just be yourself. See, what I've found, not only in my coaching over the years, but in my own life, if I just focus on being myself and living my life consistent with my values, then the people who want to be around that will make the effort to do it. And the people who don't want to be around that, they don't hang around. I don't have to cut anybody out my life. They just don't hang around. If I say, well, you know, I think what you said there is inappropriate, you're free to say it, but I feel as if it's inappropriate. You can keep saying that around me, but I'm going to keep saying it's fucking inappropriate. I'm not going to argue with it. But you can be damn sure that in the living of my life, yeah, I mean, the people who hang around me are going to be the kinds of people who can have more gravitate towards my values and what I think is important. It's not like I don't encourage other points of view. Of course I do. But at the same time, your behavior is particularly destructive. Then you're probably not going to fit in in my circle. You're welcome, but you won't fit in. I won't exclude you. You just won't fit in. So it's more of a a full-on unabashed commitment to be yourself in the face of anything and let people make their own mind up. Now, again, if you get back to those people where you're triggered or hooked by what they say or what they do, there's more to that than just what they're saying and what they're doing. There's something there for you to uncover. There's something there for you to deal with. And it's funny because every time I bring up this subject of cutting people out your life. People say, my life has been better. Yeah. And your life is fucking smaller. Your life is smaller. And the first thing that happens, by the way, and again, I know that's from experience, but I know that's through coaching a lot of people. Whenever you do cut someone out your life, the first experience you get is one of relief. It's very palpable. It's a relief. And You often feel like, yeah, yeah, that was the best decision I ever made. Thank God I read that fucking meme on Instagram. That really made a big difference. Told me to cut out all the bullshit in my life, including all the bullshit toxic people, which, by the way, is a terrible and horrible way to describe another human being. But anyway, please don't use that kind of language. Pull your fucking self together. But you start to really get like, and I firmly adhere to this view You've heard me say in the past, we are tribal, you are tribal. The more you're yourself, the more you will attract your authentic tribe. The more you try to be somebody else, the more you will attract your inauthentic tribe. And then you'll spend your life trying to get rid of that inauthentic tribe and feeling like you're trapped by it when in fact you're the honey for those particular fucking bees you made your own empire. You were the one who spent your life pretending to be someone that you're not. And then you complain why your life doesn't work. So another key aspect of this conversation is authenticity. So it's finally accepting others for who they are. It's authentically being yourself. That is, you know, your hopes, your fears, your dreams, your da, 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 all on your sleeve. You have nothing to hide. That's all authenticity is. Authenticity is not giving people a piece of your fucking mind. Okay. You can keep that nasty little piece of your mind for yourself. Okay. And choke it down on your fucking, with your brand flakes in the morning. Keep that peace of mind to yourself. Keep your vitriol, your hate, or your anger. Why? And I don't say keep it like, keep it bottled up. Go punch a fucking punch bag. Go for a run. Crank up your little fucking practice amp on your guitar and, knock out some mega death tunes, whatever you need to do. Where it doesn't belong is in the river of conversation for humanity. You should redirect it somewhere else where it can disappear into the fucking universe rather than play out in the eardrums of someone else's life. It's called being responsible for your upsets. (laughs) All right. So authenticity, being yourself, okay, is a critical part of this. I want you to kind of get your head around this idea of being complete. And I want you to think of a relationship like a circle. Okay, so it has a beginning. And by the way, you could use this example here in just about any situation, but I'm going to talk about relationship. A relationship has a beginning. And as it travels around in the circle, for a lot of relationships, they end when you do. Okay, so when you die, that circle of relatedness to another completes for you. It might not complete for them. That circle might keep going if they're still alive after you're gone, and it'll complete for them at some point. Sometimes in our relationships, that circle starts, and somewhere along there, when you cut, it never fully completes. So it's left there like unfinished business. How do I you know it's unfinished business? because it comes up in your fucking mind every now and again. You know it's unfinished. And by the way, those of you that listen right now intently to this, and you're like, well, maybe not. You fucking know this is true. You know what I'm saying to you right now is true. You know this is accurate. You know I'm talking to you about some fundamentals of what it is to be a human being. This is bigger than your petty complaints upset stories dramas and bullshit that you've been dragging around for the last few decades this is bigger than all of that so what does it take to complete a circle i'm actually going to tell you how to complete a relationship with another so that they are complete and when a relationship gets complete when it's complete from when it started to now there's two choices you could create something new, like a new beginning or call it complete. Like it's complete for me and it's complete for you. So I'm going to give you a very simple example, okay? And I'm going to just kind of talk you through the conversations. You got to imagine this in your mind's eye and you would use your own words. You wouldn't use my fucking words, okay? Just use your own words. But the point has got to be the same. So you might start by saying, look, this relationship, doesn't work and it's clear it doesn't work and I acknowledge that it doesn't work and what I've been doing is blaming you for that it doesn't work when really I've been resentful I've been angry I've been blaming you I've even gossiped about this bullshit and I've justified all it myself I just justified the whole thing and I want you to know that this is not who I am I'm not this kind of human being, but I've become this kind of human being. And I'm not blaming you. I'm not blaming you at all. This is on me. I know who I've become. And I'm sorry. Now, you'll notice that when I said that, I made no mention of the other person. All I talked about is what I've been doing. I don't justify myself. I own myself. Then I might say to the other person, something along the lines of what I said earlier, you're free to be yourself. It's not up to me to say who you are. And what I'd like to do is to declare our connection complete. Like I'm complete with you. There's nothing else for me to say to you about this situation. And what I want to know is if what is it you would like to if there's anything you would like to say to me to be complete. Such that it's all just said. There's nothing to hold back. There's no one to blame. That we just get complete with us. And then they say what they say. And by the way, you'll be amazed at how generous people will be. Sometimes people, you know, they're not, they're still hooked. They're still fucking triggered or they're still indulging their own kind of default upsets. That's fine too. And that's it. You say, I'm complete with this relationship. If there's anything you want to say to me about that, now or in the future, I'm open, I'll listen. And then you might share with them if you have any willingness to continue. like. You might, you might not. You might say, I won't be generating any conversations. I won't be bringing any conversations to you. I wish you the best as a human being. I'm not cutting you out my life. I'm completing whatever relationship we had. And if something magical or miraculous was to arise out of this in the future, I'm here, I'm available for it. But as it stands, I'm taking my life in a different direction. Now you'll notice no cutting, no gossip. No bullshit, just you and that other human being. An opportunity for them to say what they want to say to be complete. And when I say something's complete, I mean the circle, like that relationship and everything there was to say to close that circle has been said. But it's not a blame game. It's actually an ownership game. And you own it and own it and own it and own it. And they might never own it and that's okay. Because you did. You owned it. And you declare it complete. There's nothing else to say. There's no pain. There's no hurt. There's no anguish. There's no anger. There's nothing. Why? Because it's fucking complete. So it's your job in this life to make sure that you're someone who not only learns, but demonstrates your ability to get things complete with other human beings. Because the truth of it is, you just don't have enough room in your head to deal with the residue that builds up over the course of a lifetime. All right, you guys, I'm going to take a quick break right now. I'm going to come back from the break with our question from The Nation. And it's a doozy. You're going to love it. As usual, if you want to participate in a future show, email me, connect at garyjohnbishop.com. Or you can drop me a message at the website unfucknation.com. Also, you can call me on the unfuck nation hotline 646 450 3203 646 450 3203 we'll be back in a minute hey it's ryan reynolds and i'm here with keith co-star of my upcoming film if only in theaters may 17th Do you want to tell people the big news All right, all right. Welcome back to the question from the nation part of the show. All right, so this was a great question. And I'm going to take this fucking idea to the grave with me because this is as true as true can be, okay? Whatever incompletions you have with your parents, whatever shit that's left unsaid, undone, Any little open wounds, every little hook, trigger, and bump in the road that you're still hanging on to in one way or another, that is the single biggest obstacle to your happiness. If you want love in your life, if you want success in your life, if you want power in your life, if you want accomplishment in your life, you must do the work to get complete with your parents, period. It is the single biggest barrier to you and greatness. And by the way, I will say this. Often people are hanging on to things about their parents that they didn't even realize they were hanging on to. So it's not just those of you that have got obvious shit, okay? Anyway, this message is from Panis, okay? Okay. And she says, hi, Gary. First of all, I want to thank you. Your books and podcasts have really helped me this past year. For the past three years, I've decided to make a big change in my life and to finally get my shit together and grow up. And I have, and I'm still doing that. I finally decided to pursue my dreams and make a plan to go through with it. However, I always seem to get triggered and emotional when my mom butts in and ask me questions about plants, because whenever I tell her some of my plans, she judges me and tells me they're stupid and too big. And then she starts talking about my other friends and what they're doing and how they're taking a safer path. It bothers me because my mom has been comparing me to my friends all my life. And I'm finally doing something I love and working really hard on myself to get to my goal. I guess my question is, one, why am I getting triggered when I'm in a position to explain myself or talk about my plans? I've always been a private person. I don't enjoy explaining myself to her because it drains my energy. But could the reason I get triggered also be that deep down I know I could be doing more and have a better plan and I'm not doing all the things that align with my future? Or am I overthinking this? Thank you. All right, punnies, I'm going to shred this fucking message, okay? You get triggered and emotional when my mom butts in and asks me questions about my plan. And then you said, because whenever I tell her about my plans, she judges my plan. She tells me they're stupid and too big. And then she starts talking about my other friends and what they're doing and how they're taking a safer path. All right, I got a question for you, Pannies. Okay, so what? So what that she judges your plans, doesn't approve of your plans, tells you what other people are doing, and then suggests a safer path more like theirs. Now I know there's a bunch of you out there are already 27 shades of fucked up because I just said that, but I don't fucking care. You need to listen and learn something. See most people would respond to a message like this and say, you know what? Yeah, fuck your mom. She's just jealous. You live your life. You go, girl. And I'm like, no. And I'm saying no, because you, Panis, like most human beings that I've ever met in my fucking life are making something up about this. And you're living in your own little fantasy about it. And by the way, it's not what your mom's doing. It's got you... Disconnected from that woman. It's your little fantasy that's in the way. Okay, so your mom says, and I'll go over again. You tell her you're going through with this plan and this is what I'm doing. She questions the plan. She compares what you're doing to what other people are doing. She doesn't think it's a good idea and suggests something a bit safer. Have I said anything wrong so far? All right, you're fucked up because you've made that mean something what you've made, what she's doing mean something. And I'm going to blow it up for you in a minute. You're going to, I'm going to blow your fucking doors off with this. You've made it mean something like she thinks you're a failure or she doesn't love you or she's too controlling or that. You've made it mean something. I need you to look like when she does that to you, this feels like what? See, I think it feeds into your own beast. See, I think in your heart of hearts, you don't feel like you're good enough. So when your mom questions your plans, your little beastie gets triggered. And then you defend it. And in fact, now you're blaming her for your fucking trigger. And you're the one that's getting triggered. You've really got to read Stop Doing That Shit, for fuck's sake. Read that book, my dear. She, your mother is being a mother. So one of the ways that my mother used to say, I love you. Well, one of the ways that she would never do it is by actually saying, I love you. She would rarely do that. What she would do is point to all the places where I'm fucking up. Now, when I was young, it was like, oh yeah, you're always fucking criticizing me until I realized like, you idiot, she doesn't want you to fuck up. That's why she keeps pointing to them. She wants you to avoid that. Why would somebody want me to avoid fucking up? Because they love me. This woman loves me. I was looking for her to tell me I love you, but what she was doing was trying to guide me through my life, which to me kept landing like control. Why you always fucking tell me what to do? Don't tell me what to do, (laughs) you can't. And then I grew up and became an adult. Unfortunately, it was about 30 years after I'd officially become one, but still. What I need you to get here, Pani, is that your mom does what she does doesn't mean anything. She's sharing her view. She might be comparing other people, and you're just looking at that like, oh, yeah, she thinks they're better than me, when she could just as easily be saying, look, if they can fucking do it, why can't you? You're capable. You're great. You could do this. But it doesn't always land that way because we're we're so deep in the swamp of our relationships that we can't cut through and kind of get people's intention. In fact, mostly where we come from is that negative bias, that there must be some negative intention. Well, listen, one of the things that I notice is, and it doesn't always work out, but there's a tremendous amount of love from parents to their children. It's not always communicated well. In fact, sometimes it's communicated really fucking badly. I want you to know, Penny, you got a mom who actually gives a fuck about where your life's going. There are people listening to this podcast who would love to have a mom like that. They've got a mom who it seems like doesn't give a fuck for where their life's going and doesn't offer them anything except they ask for things. So one way to communicate with your mom would be to say to her, I get your concern. I know you love me. And I just need you to work with me through this as I take this next episode of my life on. And I know you want me to not make mistakes, and I know that you want me to to be safe. And I got this. I'm feeling really good about what I'm up to. You see how that's very different by trying to contend with your mom. And so that whole notion, by the way, about whether you're good enough or not good enough, that came out at the end of your email when you talked about doing more and having a better plan. I'm not doing all the things that align with my future. That's right. You're not because of that subconscious sentence. So get your shit together. Do a bit more work on trying to understand where the woman's coming from rather than nitpicking your way through what she's saying. Try And get, where's all of that coming from? What's the communication here? What does she really want me to get? And I'll tell you what she wants you to get. I love you. I want you to win. And I want you to be safe. I love you. I want you to win. And I want you to be safe. That's what she's saying. In. A kind of poor way, I have to admit. But still, nonetheless, that is the communication. All right, you guys, that's it for this week. Thank you for being a listener to Unfuck Nation. Don't forget, your Unfuck Nation t-shirts and sweatshirts are still available. We still got some left at the unfuckstore.com. The Unfuck Store. I'm getting a new kind of graphic here, putting in a podcast room. I'm getting it put up soon. And I will throw it up on Instagram. If you're not following me on Instagram, what the frig are you doing? And as usual, please do not forget to write as a little review, whatever you get your podcast. write the show, okay? As many stars as you want to give it. Of course, I'd like five stars, but be authentic and leave your authentic review. And then lastly, subscribe to the show for the love of fucking God. I mean, how many episodes have you listened to now? Subscribe, they'll pop right into your inbox and you can listen every week while you're in the bath listening to your favorite scottish accent mingled with a little bit of american southern all right you guys that's it have a wonderful week and i'll see you on the flip side have a great one